0: Welcome to the Root Cause Revolution podcast with functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner Audrey Christie. Welcome back to season eight of the Root Cause Revolution podcast. If this is your first time listening, you've got some catching up to do, but I'll take a second to introduce myself. I'm Audrey. I'm a root cause clinician and I specialize in helping women to stop masking symptoms and start healing from all those chronic symptoms and autoimmune diseases and chronic illnesses that just won't go away. I work with people who have tried it all. And still aren't at the level of health and wellness that they desire. So we work together using a little bit of a non-traditional approach, including functional nutrition, functional wellness, naturopathy, and energy medicine. I specialize in helping you to start your own root cause revolution to rebalance your body so it can heal for good. So if you're done with Band-Aids and ready for real healing solutions, I can help. All right, let's dive in. This is episode 308 of season eight. And this is February. We're talking about liver health. If you've been hanging out with me on Instagram, we've been talking about liver health there. And today we're going to talk about natural ways to detox your liver. Now, if you've ever gone through an energy and drainage class with me, then you know that detoxing your liver is a critical part of the... Detox funnel, right the detox funnel it's kind of right smack dab in the middle of the detox funnel, and if your liver is clogged, then the whole funnel is clogged, just like anything else, right? So how does our liver get quote unquote clogged, and how do we detox detox it? So I want you to think about this. Picture this scene, and maybe it's happened to you, maybe it hasn't. You wake up late for work. So you grab some fast food on your way. Maybe you stop at the gas station. Maybe you drive through somewhere. You're not really thinking about the toxic ingredients used to make it. You just need sustenance, right? As you approach your office, the city, wherever it is you're headed, the air is kind of cloudy from pollutants. Uh, and actually, this I didn't stop for for fast food, but when I was traveling into the city last week, we could actually see the pollution hanging over the city. Um, but as you approach the city, the air kind of get it gets a little cloudy, a little thick. It's got that gray fog, smog hanging around everywhere. Uh, and w- you finally get parked and get into the office and then you're in heating and air conditioning, and depending on where you're at, heating or air conditioning. And that's providing you some comfort, but it's also recirculating a mix of indoor contaminants. It's contributing to that kind of unnoticed cocktail of toxins in your immediate surroundings you look over to your left and you head to the restroom and inside the restroom you're using that bright pink hand soap there's a glade plug-in in in the wall uh one of those air fresheners at the very top near the ceiling that squishes that fragrant smell out every couple of hours or you know every 15 minutes depending on how busy it is and that is your morning right now, I don't tell you this to, you know, have you panicking and anxious about everything you touch, see, smell, or experience, because what we want is our bodies to be able to handle all of this load. Because as we've talked about in other places, as we discussed in the Root Cause Revolution membership this month, there are things that are in our circle, or last month actually, things that are in our circle of control, things that are in our circle of influence, and things that are not in our control at all. And so we just have to understand where these things fall, right? That's how, we, that's how we're not anxious about it. But that is not what we're here for. This little scene that I just painted for you, this picture that I painted for you, it captures the daily rhythm of so many women's lives. So many. I mean, almost everybody I talk to, and I talk to hundreds of people every week. The modern environment we navigate on a daily basis exposes us to an array of toxins that can compromise our overall health and well-being as a result of this, it is really, really important to number one understand what we can influence and control. Right? So, how can we avoid some of those things? Prepping our meals so we don't have to drive in, you know, making sure that we're using a red light uh, therapy or or uh, infrared sauna so that we're shutting out all the contaminants that we're exposed to in the air and the environmental toxins. But effective detoxification methods and an effective detox pathway. Drainage pathway has never been more critical than it is now. And it's only going to get more critical. So, our body has tons of natural detoxification processes. Those are designed to eliminate harmful substances and restore balance, restore harmony within the body. So, things like your lungs, right? Getting rid of airborne uh, pathogens. Your skin releases toxins through sweat. Your kidneys play a really important role in purifying our bloodstream and sending the waste out through the urine our bowels we all know what those do they take take out the garbage from all the things and eliminate from our body and then our liver whose job is probably the biggest job of all in the detox pathways uh, in our drainage pathways and that is that it filters and neutralizes toxins but sometimes the onslaught of pollutants the onslaught of toxins that we're exposed to every single day can overwhelm these processes and so what we want to do is find ways to support and enhance our body's natural ability to cleanse. And this is where naturopathic health comes in, right? It is rooted in the belief that nature holds the key to optimal well-being. And we put a profound emphasis on the body's innate ability to heal itself. So we're going to talk about several ways that we can naturally enhance those detox systems, naturally help our liver without having to do some seven-day crash juice cleanse or any of those things, which by the way, those are not a good idea, but that's for another day. The first one, and probably the simplest one, is hydration. Hydration is the absolute foundation of naturally detoxing your body. Water's role in detoxification is absolutely crucial. It's a universal solvent. It supports the kidneys in filtering and getting rid of water-soluble waste. It helps to um, make sure the kidneys are effective efficiently filtering waste and and getting excess fluids from the body. It's also critical for liver function. It helps the liver to metabolize toxins um, and get rid of them for efficient elimination as well. It also ensures that the liver has optimal performance and prevents the accumulation of harmful substances in the liver. Now, it doesn't prevent it completely, but it helps to prevent the accumulation of harmful substances. Um, And then, you know, water also... keeps you balanced. It supports skin perspiration and respiratory perspiration or respiratory uh, elimination of toxins, I should say, which all help to eliminate some of that toxin load. So I liked, I like people to think of a toxin load as a bucket, right? And so everybody's got a, an internal figurative bucket. And every day, we're putting drops of toxins in there, sometimes on purpose, right? So sometimes we go out to eat on our way somewhere and drive through and get fast food and that drops some toxins in the bucket. You might have uh, skincare products that drop toxins in the bucket, you might have laundry detergent, or God forbid, you're still using dryer sheets. And that's dropping toxins in the bucket. Um, It might have been, you know, we're in in winter now, if you're listening to this episode when it comes out in February, so it might have been a while since you've sweated. And so if you haven't broken a sweat, that's more toxins in your bucket, right? Or you're at least not emptying toxins. So as this bucket, this this figurative bucket fills up with toxins, your liver, your kidneys, your bowels, your lungs, your skin, they're all working, all working really, really hard to get the toxins out of the bucket. But sometimes the impact, the influx of toxins is more than our body can, uh, can withhold can withstand can process out. And so what happens then is that bucket overflows. And when that bucket overflows, we get inflammation, we get sick, we get pain, we get sleeplessness, we get storage of toxins and adipose tissue, making it difficult to lose weight, we get all of these things, right? So hydration, one of the things we're going to talk about more, but hydration helps to remove all of that, helps to make sure that we have plenty of water on hand to wash it out. So how do we stay hydrated? How do we make sure that we've got a good routine? We have so much technology around us these days. Use it. (laughs) Set a reminder on your watch, on your phone. Use a water app to promote taking regular sips of water throughout the day. Uh, The water bottles that are graduated have like drink me by 7 a.m., by 11 a.m., by 2 p.m., Those actually really help some people. So grab one of those and try it. They're really uh, inexpensive. Make sure you get a glass one. Uh, You don't want to be using a plastic water bottle. Um, Make sure that you use, you know, kind of along that same vein, some sort of reusable plastic or stainless steel bottle or cup to keep water uh, easily accessible. Uh, not a Stanley cup. Apparently those have lead in them, (laughs) but uh, try infusing your water. If you are tired of the taste of plain water, I get tired of the taste of plain water. Try infusing your water with cucumber or mint or citrus fruit of some kind. And then also think when you sit down to a restaurant, what, what beverage can you replace with water, right? Do you need tea at 7 PM at dinner or would you prefer water or could water be a better option for you? So Think of those things. Another easy way to sneak in some more water during the day is first thing in the morning, make yourself an eight to 12 ounce glass of water, squeeze a little bit of lemon in there. That adds a burst of flavor, a natural source of vitamin E, or excuse me, vitamin C, supports immune function. The warmth, especially if you can do it room temperature or better, stimulates digestion. The citrus promotes liver function, and the whole thing just facilitates a whole bunch of detoxification. So try that. Now, The second one is sleep. And it's probably about time that I redo the sleep episodes, but they're somewhere around episode 116, 117. Sleep is absolutely critical for the body's detoxification process. Without sleep, your body cannot complete the regenerative processes that it needs to do, especially when it comes to detoxification. We've talked about this before. When you're sleeping, it is a lot like uh, if you were to go to a 24-hour Walmart in the middle of the night and there's nobody in the parking lot. It looks like the store is closed. But when you go inside, it is bustling with people stocking the shelves and cleaning up and doing maintenance. That's what happens in your body when you sleep. It's particularly important for your brain. There's something called the glymphatic system, which is like the lymphatic system, but with a G, uh, and it is a waste clearance system in the brain. So at night, when you're sleeping, that waste system clearance, particularly in REM sleep, becomes highly, highly activated. Now, it, overall during sleep, your body is facilitating the removal of toxic byproducts that accumulate in the body and that accumulate between brain cells while you're awake. It works to flush out metabolic waste, including proteins associated with neurodegenerative disease when we're thinking of like specifically the brain. Um, It is critical to have sleep for your cognitive health and your overall health. So how do we do that? Go back and listen to episodes 115 and 116 about sleep routines because 95% of sleep problems are a lifestyle issue. I want to say that again. 95% of sleep problems are a lifestyle issue. The other 5% need a little bit of tweaking for some other things, but 95% of them are a lifestyle issue. Now, lifestyle things you can do, establish a regular sleep schedule. So going to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time, even on the weekends, Create a restful environment, which means your bedroom has to be conducive to sleep. So you want to keep it cool. You want to keep it dark. You want to keep it quiet. How cool? 65 degrees. How dark? Pitch black. Okay. You don't want to have any LEDs, any like on lights, put, put a little piece of uh, black electrical tape over them. You don't want to have any phones plugged in. Um, quiet. A lot of people use sound machines to sleep. There are tons of studies saying that sound machines don't provide as restful sleep. As people think they do, they disrupt some of those deeper sleep patterns. So you can use a sound machine, but put it on a timer so that it helps you fall asleep, but it's not going all night. Um, Limit screen time before bed. This one is the biggest one that I see. Blue light emitted by your phone, by your, uh, your iPad, even the TV, although the TV is not as dramatic because you sit far enough back from a TV that your eyes can still perceive darkness around it. But having all of the lights on after sunset, uh, and having your your handheld device two inches from your nose um, all the way up until bedtime interferes with the production of melatonin. Melatonin is critical, absolutely critical for detox, for healing, for sleep. Um, another thing you can do is practice relaxation techniques. If I am too wired to go to bed, I always meditate myself to sleep. If something happens, the dog gets up and ha- you know, has to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and I'm awake at 2 a.m., I meditate myself back to sleep. Um, But you can also practice those relaxation techniques morning and mid-afternoon. So doing a 20-minute meditation as a bookend or, you know, a bookend and a book middle for your day will help you relax better and improve your sleep. And then the last one, this seems pretty uh, obvious to me, but may not be obvious to all. Avoid stimulants, right? Caffeinated beverages or stimulants close to bedtime are a no-no. In fact, if you're over 40, caffeinated beverages and stimulants after about 2 p.m. are a no-no, right? Or if you have trouble sleeping in general. Um, it always floors me when I'm headed somewhere in the evening and it's you know five, six, seven o'clock, or just dark enough that I can see inside of the stores as we pass by. And I'm like, who in the world is in a coffee shop at 8 p.m. having a double espresso? That is not going to promote a good night's sleep. All right. The next thing you can do. So so far we've talked about hydration. Next, we're talking about, or we talked about sleep already. Now we're talking about sweating. And I've touched on this a little bit. Releasing toxins through the skin is paramount to eliminating a wide range of toxins, a wide range of harmful substances, and is a really, really important part of the body's natural detoxification Process. It helps with the excretion of heavy metals in particular, pollutants, some metabolic products, and it's even a secondary route for um, toxin removal, right? So you want to break a sweat every single day. Some ways you can do that, a sauna. My favorite thing to do, particularly in the winter, uh, we work out in uh, a non air conditioned, non heating workout facility. And so sometimes it's a little bit hard to sweat when it's super cold in the winter. Um, So during the winter, we employ an infrared sauna, you can buy a portable sauna that folds up nice and neat and goes under your bed if you live on the Gulf Coast, like I do, and the summer times are hot, and you don't need a sauna in the summer, you're sweating no matter what. Um, But making sure you have heat exposure is really, really important. I prefer infrared saunas for detox versus a steam sauna, although take whatever you can get. Um, And then also for women, I want to remind you that you should wrap your hair up before getting into a sauna. If you do that on a daily basis, it can really make your hair dry and brittle. Um, But heat exposure in a sauna triggers profuse sweating, eliminates toxins, eliminates heavy metals, as well as any volatile organic compounds that you've been exposed to. So think of those Glade plugins, Think of paint fumes. Think of that kind of thing. Uh, 20 minutes, three to four times a week is all you need. Okay. Another thing you can do if you don't have access to a sauna is a hot bath. Uh, taking a hot bath or a steamy shower can induce a sweat and help to facilitate those toxins. Uh, speaking of that, after a sauna, you should always take a shower and rinse those toxins off your skin. Uh, hot yoga is another option if that's your if that's your thing. I don't love hot yoga for me, uh, but a lot of people really love hot yoga. It's yoga practice in a heated room, and it really intensifies the sweating process. If you can do that one to three times a week, you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. You're getting your workout, your mobility in really three birds with one stone, uh, your workout, your mobility and your sweating in. And then, of course, exercise in the caveat that you actually sweat when you exercise. But if you incorporate these sweat inducing activities into your routine, that helps to strengthen your body's detoxification process. And then you don't have to spend a bunch of money on supplements to help your body's detoxification process. Um, Physical activity is the last one we're going to talk about. And I kind of touched on it with sweating, but... Physical activity, even if you don't sweat, is still really, really important. Exercise increases blood circulation, enhances the delivery of oxygen, enhances the delivery of nutrients, and removes metabolic waste products, right? The increase in that blood flow optimizes your organ function, supports your kidney, supports your liver, and supports filtering and eliminating those toxins. Exercise, physical movement also stimulates the lymphatic system, which is a critical part of the immune system, transports white blood cells, it drains waste products. It is really, really important. And one of the things that I see impacts people the most um, is lymphatic issues. Bonus, right? If you do the sweating while you're doing the physical movement and you're kind of doing it all at the same time. So how do you do that? You need to get 30 minutes of a brisk walk most days of the week. So your choices are, and everybody should be doing this, it's gonna look a little bit different Depending on how old you are, what physical limitations you might have, but every single person, you should be getting 150 minutes of uh, movement a week. If it's easy movement, like walking, so if you're if walking is your jam, go for it. If yoga is your jam and it's not hot yoga, you should be getting 150 minutes a week of that. Okay. If you do something a little bit more intense, you still need 75 minutes a week of that physical movement, if it's something like running, if it's something like CrossFit, you should be getting 75 minutes. Now that doesn't mean in your hour long CrossFit class, that whole thing counts. Think of how much time you're actually doing the workout of the day, the WOD, you're doing that for maybe 20 minutes. That is the part that counts as your intense workout. So you need 75 minutes of that. um, In addition to whatever else you're doing for strength in the week, there's no excuse. Nobody, you can get a p- pedal under the desk. They have those amazing walking pads, uh, which is actually on my list, so that when I'm <laughs> sitting at a desk talking to clients, I can be walking on that drug mill uh, just at a slow pace to keep moving instead of just standing and sitting. But 75 minutes of intense exercise, 150 minutes of uh, intense cardio, I should say, 150 minutes of moderate cardio every single week. Okay. All right. So that's four things, four things we talked about. We talked about hydration. That's the absolute foundation, right? Second thing we talked about was sleep. That's another part of the foundation. Third thing we talked about is sweating. Fourth thing we talked about is physical activity. These are all things that you have to make time to do. If you don't make time to do it, your body will make time for you in the form of chronic illness, sickness and issues. So the journey towards effective. Natural, no supplements, cost required, involves just kind of understanding these intricacies of our body and understanding these actually scientifically supported methods that align with nature's way, our innate healing processes. So now the action part is yours, right? You have to incorporate these methods into your daily life. Start with one thing, focus on hydration this week, then next week, add another thing, add them in incremental layers, right? small, sustainable shifts that will last, okay? Now, if you need any extra help, any extra guidance, I'm here with you. You can check all the links in my bio. You're free to join the Root Cause Revolution, which is our group program, or schedule a one-on-one with me, and we can dial in exactly what you need to do to open up your drainage pathways. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Root Cause Revolution podcast. Be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated.